Welcome back uh, to season three, episode 10 of Two Crees in a Pod. And today we are joined by Dr. Michael Hart. Uh, Terry and I are very excited to have uh, you join us, Michael. And uh, before we get started into some really good conversation, if you would please introduce yourself for our listeners. Uh, I'm the Vice Provost of Indigenous Engagement at the University of Calgary. Um, so, uh, for uh, this time for us to be together. So, Michael Hart from uh, Fish River Cree Nation in Manitoba. Uh, I'm uh, Muskego Cree and uh, living here in Alberta. Mm-hmm. How long have you been at... Um... In, in uh, at, at Calgary, Michael, remind us. I started this position, started in this position June 1st. I arrived in uh, Calgary uh, May 31st. Nice, nice. Yeah. And and you were in Winnipeg prior to that, correct? Just right up until May 30th. So I had like a, a drive in between from one place to the other. Holy. <laughs> so deadly. <laughs> that's how we work. Yeah, that's how, that's how us Crees do it. <laughs> We don't mess, don't mess around, eh, Michael? For sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we were having some uh, prior conversation, uh, the three of us, in, in regards to what uh, we would love for, for you to chat about today, Michael. And one of the things that we did talk about, uh, and, and for our listeners, I remember being in my social work diploma back in 2003. I believe 2003 and uh, I remember some of the first uh, scholarly work that we were asked to read actually came from Dr. Uh, Michael Hart and I remember that was my first exposure to what indigenous social work can look like and uh, and I remember at that point being really intimidated <laughs> uh, and being a little scared um, you know, by the immense work that I was going to be uh, taking on in my community, but also really excited. And I was excited because, again, when I was reading the work that was done by uh, Dr. Michael Hart, it was so, um, the way that the, the way it was laid out was that, you know, we complicate things a lot in our practice. Mm-hmm. And that there was such this, although there's complexities in Indigenous social work, the way that you described it was it simplified it for a res chick like me and it made it more real and it made it to it made it um that i can imagine being a social worker in my community and so i want to thank you for that uh and and i think that one of the other things that we talked about is and i told you earlier there was a statement that you made uh back in my master's so i first read your stuff in my social work diploma and then in my master's you joined our, our class and you made this comment in the class, and it was in, in uh, response to a conversation. And one of the things uh, for our listeners, if, if you haven't yet heard this, one of the things that we oftentimes will say in our practice, uh, whether that be in the classrooms or out in the field, is that there's this expectation that you are to be healed uh, or an expectation maybe that you have your quote unquote shit together before you go out and work with our communities and I've thought a lot about that, you know, about the statement that you made and the statement you made was really, um, uh, it really helped me understand that we, we may be, 
you know, quote unquote, dysfunctional in some ways, but that doesn't mean we can't be functional and helpful in others. And that was a really powerful statement for me at that time. And it helped me to understand my work. And so let's talk about relationships and, and how, you know, when we do social work or practice in general in our communities and this, you know, this quote unquote expectation that we have to be, we have to have our stuff together in order to go out there and work with other people. And, and so what are your thoughts on that, Michael? Well, when I, um, first of all, I can't believe I said something so that lasted this long for you. So I'm glad that it was uh, worthwhile, but it is something I strongly believe in. And what I mean by that, uh, um, if, if we wait till, uh, till we're all well, then we'll never get any work done. Mm. Um, because we're constantly growing, we're constantly developing, we're constantly uh, moving forward in life. And if you look at uh, even the way our people handle, uh, whether it's the stages of life, whether it has to do with uh, our progression through our, our traditional knowledge, our indigenous knowledge, our Cree knowledge, it's always talking about moving forward, growing, developing. And there isn't an end point. So when people talk about well, uh, you got to be well. It, it's as if we read this stage and suddenly we're able to do things. And the reality is that we've always been doing things all the way through. We continue to grow. We continue to develop. We continue to gain new knowledge. We continue to implement it. So uh, I, I don't, I'm not one who, who says you have to reach this stage of enlightenment before mm -hmm. you could go and offer something to others. When I think about uh, my learning through uh, ceremony, let's say, that early on, people who, who didn't know anything would come and ask. And uh, I would share, whether it's sharing about smudging or whether it's sharing about sitting in a circle, I would share what the little I know. And not to say that I was uh, uh, a knowledge keeper or, or a ceremonial host or leader or or any of that, but I did have something I could offer, so I, I would offer what I could. Um, and as we go further in, um, whether we're learning more through uh, participating in sweats or participating in other ceremonies, uh, we develop and we grow and we offer that to people. So it's it's not to it's not like that we reach this place at any point in our life where we have we where we could say, well, now I got it, and now I can go work with others. I do want to say, though, that we also have to be aware and spend that time looking at ourselves. We have to uh, recognize that uh, we are in relationships uh, all the time. Mm -hmm. So that's a reflection of those relationships all the time. But it also means that we have to be in relationships, in relation with ourselves. And what I mean by that is that we, we do stop and look at ourselves and when we're, where we're at. What are our gifts? We have ceremonies that train us through our gifts our, uh, to help us develop a sense of vision and purpose in our life. Uh, we do have to spend time with that so that we know how to offer our gifts. We know how to offer um, the good things that we have. And we're aware that when we have our own stumbling blocks, when we have our own, um, as one elder used to call them, little rascals, <laughs> we know those when those rascals come to haunt us and impact our relationships with others. Um, we have to spend that time uh, as well, learning about those. And that never stops. Mm -hmm. I have my rascals that I'm still working with uh, now after uh, these 
these years have gone by. And uh, I don't know any elder that says, now I got it all together. Mm -hmm. And uh, so those rascals never disappear. But what we also have is something to offer all the way through them. Mm. Um, so I'm not one to, to say that uh, you have to work all on yourself, get that done, and then you could work with others. I'm one to say that we have, it's a constant uh, cycle process that where we're constantly improving, where we go forward, come and look at what we've done, uh, learn from that, keep going forward. And that in, through all that process, we offer to all the relationships that we have as best as we can. Mm -hmm. I, uh, just for our listeners to give also a little bit of context. Um, so I'm currently completing my master's at the University of Calgary as well uh, in social work. And uh, one of my classes, uh, actually, it was one of, I think it was advanced theories. I was in that class uh, probably about a year and a half ago. And one of the things was that I was to critique an article. And I, I chose Michael's, one of Michael's articles. Uh -oh. Uh -oh. And, uh, uh -oh. I won't share it with you. <laughs> no, it was, it was, it was, it was I, I, I chose it because I think that, you know, we, we look at so many different articles that, that there's not a lot that speak to, uh, a Cree worldview that speak to ceremony, that speak to the spiritual side of the work that I feel is important in social work. Um, and so I selected that. And you know, it had me thinking about a lot of different things. And, and really, you know, I think at that time, even I started thinking about the importance of this spiritual aspect in how ceremony is healing, right? In this, in our theories and really challenging advanced theories that I was learning about. And and then, so I, I critique this article and then I fly to a conference out east and I'm there. And then the last day we're asked, and it's a huge conference with like hundreds of people. And then we're asked to like all go to certain tables. So I end up sitting beside Michael, not knowing it's Michael. <laughs> and then we're all, you know, introducing ourselves. And, uh, and he's like, yeah, my name is Michael. And I work with the University of Calgary. And, and I had known because I'd researched him like the week before. So I'm like, Michael who? How <laughs> <laughs> And so it was such a cool coincidence. And I think, and, I, and not even a coincidence, you know, I think that mm. there was a purpose to that meeting and meeting you in person, but also being able to question and ask you some questions that really I was struggling with in my own studies and doing, you know, doing my research within a Western institution mm. and also ensuring that I was honoring indigenous ways of knowing, being, and doing. Um, yeah. And so... I appreciated that. And and I guess I, that's where I would kind of like to go is your thoughts in terms of how, because my research right now is around how ceremony is healing. And so I'm so honored and fortunate I get to sit with a number of elders and knowledge keepers um, and why I've also continued to move into my PhD into the fall um, is to continue this work because I really feel that it's important, but we don't see a lot of this within our institutions in social work education. And I just want to get your thoughts on that. So my thoughts about ceremony is healing. 
on or a ceremony in Toshwick or any of that? Sure, anyway. all of it. <laughs> <laughs> We're here for it. Well, I, I have to. I think the way I'll address it is through some of my my own experiences. Um, <clears throat> I'm I'm of a time when ceremony was still um, kept pretty quiet and wasn't wasn't uh, brought in as uh, overtly it is now. So if you look at uh, when I wrote Seeking Meaningful Maths, when I only wrote about stuff that is that is pretty surface and is is uh, pretty was felt safe that I could talk about and I wouldn't be breaking uh, those things held at that time. I still have a sense of that. So mm -hmm. a lot of my work right now is is uh, I do the the uh, as uh, Reg Crochu, Elder Reg Crochu from Pagani, uh, speaks about. Uh, I, I work in a written system, and my mind tends to work in a written system when I'm there. When I go to ceremony, I'm in that oral system, mm -hmm. and I, I and I work in that way. And Amber, I think you've seen me in 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 that situation. So I I would imagine that it's evident. Uh, it sure feels it in, in, when I'm within. Uh, what I find is that I I uh, still have that separation, and uh, many times. Red will outline things and I'll go, I have to switch my hats. And I realized, oh, yeah, that's right. So I, I do have to give that uh, that note that I am still in that spot where I'm doing this or that and I haven't entwined them hmm. to the degree that they could be and what I see some great scholars doing right now. So I look forward to, you, to your work in doing that in, in, with your PhD. With that said, um, what I do find is that there are uh, there are understandings within our ceremonies. There are understandings within our teachings. Uh, some of our basic values, our belief systems, our um, our uh, way of looking at the world and being in the world that uh, I could see easily applying in in our in the profession, social or other helping professions, and that I could see when mainstreams values and practices contradicts uh, how we are as Indigenous peoples. And so a lot of my work focuses on challenging uh, those those uh, impositions of other people's values and beliefs. So for example, we just talked about, uh, can you do work as, as you're growing? The previous question. And that's an example where, in, in my eyes, the, the belief in mainstream that you have to uh, you have to do all of this first before you could do anything with anybody else. And uh, to me, that's an imposed uh, perspective of individualism upon us. And it neglects that we are people of relationships, that our, our language, our ways of being, uh, interaction is all about relationships. And so this whole idea of uh, in an individualistic outlook and individualistic way of working uh, contradicts that, and so I see that through our ceremonies. Um, when I when I've spent time in ceremonies, the first ones were um, were were me participating and observing a lot, uh, and a lot of that would have been the like such as the pipe ceremony or or uh, other ones such as in, in that regard. The earlier ones that I start becoming more active in. Um, were ones where 
uh, I was overseen and guided to do things, and I could really do things on on my own. So, for example, going out to fast. All you really need is uh, someone to oversee you uh, at the very basic thing here and the sacred items we need. So you could really do it on your own. But then as you move forward, say somebody's doing uh, starts doing sweat lodges, you start needing to rely on, on some others because it's, it's hard to do a sweat lodge all by yourself and then trying to help others. And then as you keep going on, whether it's a smoke lodge, whether it's a uh, um, chicken dance or whether it's uh, moving even further to, up to the, uh, the uh, Sundance, what you notice is that we have to become more and more dependent upon community in order to uh, develop that. Mm -hmm. So by the time you're hosting the larger uh, ceremonies, if you don't have community, you can't really do it. Um, so what I see out of that then is uh, stages of a person's development, a person's growth. And as they become more intertwined and more connected to community, the more that they offer to the community, the more that reciprocal relationship emerges between the community and the individual. And that easily transfers into our understandings of trying to help people. It, helping people then isn't all just about helping an individual. Mm -hmm. It isn't all just about saying, I'm going to take this person and stick them and see them only as an individual with I may acknowledge they have relationships, but I'm just going to work with this one individual. Mm -hmm. That's a that's a person in community. That's a person with the ties. And so, our work should be looking at how do we encourage and support that person's ties to the community. How do we develop um, time, or how do we develop our practice so that uh, over time that person is strengthening their ties to the community and contributing back to community. I've written about the con uh, concept that. Uh, I got originally from, I forget his first name, but his last name is Gross, um, about respectful individualism. And so that's giving somebody uh, a lot of freedom. And that that's, some people may say, well, that's just individualism. The respectful part is that the reason we do that, an example would be, um, we don't, uh, someone going out to fast, somebody going in ceremony, we don't tell them what to feel, what to do, what etc. in the ceremony. It's because we know that, that in some level they're going to make their own connections, whether they're uh, through their vision, through their spirit, through uh, community, what have you. They're going to be making their connections and developing a sense of their purpose, their, their gifts, uh, mm -hmm. make, making those connections. And the key part is that they make them so they can contribute back to community. And that's that. The respectful part has to do with that uh, we respect them as somebody who is of community, who's going to develop themselves and have a commitment back to community. That's very different than mainstream individualism based upon greed and self-development only. And so that's an example that we have our own values and our own perspectives, our own practices, that unless you have a, uh, an understanding and in-depth knowledge of, of both of them, it's hard to see when our values are at work and hard to know, uh, hard to see when mainstream is imposing their values upon our practices. Because it's very easy for uh, for uh, the, the the written system to impose the idea of individualism upon our sense of individualism. Mm -hmm. the flip side of the community. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> 
you know, I was, and I was remembering part of the conversation that we had too, um, and, and going back to that advanced theories class, I remember asking my professor, um, we were talking about attachment theory. And so, you know, as, as, and I've learned this through blue quills, you know, really deconstructing a lot of these theories and, and, um, the work within, within our practice. And so, I remember putting my hand up and I said, what happens then? Like, is there a term or is there a theory if we are removing a child from their home or their community and our elders teach us that when they are removed from their home or their community, um, their spirit stays there. And so we have children who are not with their spirit. And we know with, with alcohol and drugs in our communities, we know all these teachings where um, individuals, whether that's children or adults, um, are away from their spirits. And I guess my, my thought is when we think about this and the impact that it has on Indigenous people is we don't talk about that. We don't talk about that important piece of you know, and I was, I was like, is there like a spiritual attachment theory? Like, I, and I remember asking you, Michael, I was like, I don't know if there's actually like a term for this or a theory or, you know, and I remember uh, my instructor at the time, you know, basically said, I think that's your PhD, you know, is to really understand this and, and do some research around it. And so, you know, the more that I sit and learn from, from different elders and talking about, and it always goes back to spirit right? It also always goes back to, you know, when we talk about trauma specifically um, and, and, and how our spirit goes into survival mode when we've experienced trauma and how it will sometimes leave us to, to cope. And, you know, the ceremonies that need to happen to bring back our ceremonies to us. And so we talk about this in our session, but I guess, you know, that's just my question that I have for everybody is around. And I know that that's part of my work. You know, I know that that's part of my work moving forward in my own studies is trying to understand, you know, because I think that we need to start talking about that more within our classrooms. And I think that, and, and I'll just, because I want to hear what Michael has to say about this, but I, right when you were talking, Terry, I said to myself, but they don't know how to address it, right? And so there, we can't talk about it because there's no way to address it, right? Within Western, within a Western mm -hmm. context, is that when you pose that question, people are like, hey, what? You know, like, what do you mean spirit? <laughs> what, like, what kind of spirits are you talking about? Because there's no way to, because when we think about trauma management or, or trauma therapy, we oftentimes think of very cognitive, you know, very linear um, therapeutic models, uh, very, like very tangible. It's very tangible. You can touch it, you can feel it, you can chew on it. Whereas if we, and I say this all the time, we can't measure mystery, right? And, and so if there's no measurement for the, for mystery, then we can't, we can't put it into a, we can't put it into a box. So I think that that's why the work you're doing is so important because now we can have a response. Whereas I think that there was that that was lacking in the past is that many and I can't imagine how many indigenous social workers have gone through courses and asked that exact same question 
and not had an answer, mm-hmm. right? And so I'm, I'm proud of you for, for going out and seeking that and, and putting it down uh, in a way or, or, or writing about it or talking about it in a way that future Indigenous social workers, when they ask that question, they'll, they'll have an answer or some sort of a, an answer right for themselves. So yeah, anyway. So that sounds like uh, some of the work by Eduardo Duran. Yes. And that's because he's, that's when I first start hearing about that. Um, I don't know if I, I'm, I'm still learning and I'm in terms of what you're outlining, I think that's a, a, a couple things come on in my mind and I don't know if I have an answer that uh, would satisfy your, your, you're uh, wanting to learn about this. One of the things that, that comes to my mind is that when we put people out to fast, um, one of the one of the dynamics, I will say that we that is that happens is someone searching for their blog and their their spirit helper. And so, I I've often wondered then. Uh, is it a disconnection from one's own spirit? Is it a disconnection from their blogging? Hmm. That's one thing I'm wondering. Uh, so I'll, I'll leave that as a, a question for you to, to add to your exploration. Mm-hmm. The other piece that I, I would suggest is, uh, or the other thing that came up when, when you're sharing that is the whole idea of disassociation. So I think even uh, written systems have some ways of trying to look at that. Like how do you explain disassociation mm-hmm. and separation of oneself? So I think there are glimpses in other processes that, while not the same, I, uh, that's what I imagine them turning to, to try and understand what it is you're speaking about. Um, and the other piece that I'll add to you that, um, that I've been myself been trying to grapple with is that um, when I was young, just the other year. <laughs> <laughs> Settle down. <laughs> Simmer down. Nista. Nista. Yeah. When I was younger, um, one of the things that, that, uh, the elders spend time with these things that we, we don't understand. Um, we don't really understand the creator. We're not capable of that. And so as such, we go through creator's uh, helpers or servants in order to uh, have whatever it is that we're reaching out for to be interpreted in the best way and presented to creator. And the best that we could do is to come to understand uh, these uh, servants in order to make some, to, to, to understand, I guess, as we try to understand the servants around us. Part of that also is that uh, there's elders who didn't use just the word creator, would say Manitou, or if in English you'll say creation. Mm-hmm. And that there's other stories about that we come of creation, of creator. And so we could talk about that in terms of uh, that lack of better word, that sacred fire that's from where we come from. Now, if if all of that is spirit, and if everything around us is spirit, 
And if we're connected to everything, is it really that we're disconnected from spirit? Or is it that we don't know how to uh, to recognize it within ourselves and all around us? And so these are questions that I'm trying to, to sort through still. Um, one of the reason I'm sorting through that one, the way I just presented it, because it reflects more about our own people's ways that we're always in relationship. And whereas the idea of, of spirit, someone not being connected to their spirit, I, I'm not saying it's wrong. I, I'm just wondering about, is that a further reflection of we compartmentalize things and mm. separate them so easily the way the English language does? So I don't know if it's a, a reflection of that or or what. And so I'm I'm still learning. Mm -hmm. I've been uh, I've been fortunate enough to be in ceremony for decades, and I'm still learning. Mm -hmm. So I'm, I had some thoughts that I used to guide me in my work, but just as I said from the very beginning, uh, if I waited till I was all well and had all the answers, then I would still never be able to help anybody. Mm -hmm. Instead, I'm trying to figure it out and offer what I can to help people move ahead. So, more questions, not answers, I guess. <laughs> well, and they're and they're good questions, and I and I really appreciate that question that you posed about is it a disconnection to spirit or is it a disconnection to our helper? Mm -hmm. And I think that that's really mm -hmm. that's something I'm I'm going to keep thinking about. And and and. And that connects to just conversation that I've had with elders in terms of, you know, and they always say, you know, the importance of, of our names and getting mm -hmm. our names with our children, right? And in that, that connection um, yeah. with, with the spiritual world. Mm -hmm. Because we're not asked, you know, when we go into ceremony, we're not asked for our English names, uh -huh. you know? We're asked for our... our our Cree names or our spiritual names. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. And we're told that that's, and I remember my Auntie Leona saying a long time ago, introduce yourself that way because that's how they will recognize you. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and so I think that that's, that's important. And, and so that, that, and that's automatically what I thought of when you posed that question was thinking about the, the children again at no fault mm -hmm. of their own who don't have that that the, that connection and you know you were talking about children being taken from community etc and if you know if their if their uh, family of origin or or their their family at home was unable to provide that space for them to to do that and then they go into another home where there's no longer that space there mm -hmm. either then who's it's our work mm -hmm. it's our work to ensure that children have an opportunity to be connected to that, to their helper. I all, our, our helpers, in, in my understanding, help us travel on our, on our journey. We often talk about that thing. Manitou Mishka now, that spirit road that we're on, it's, in the, it's represented in our sweet grass. Mm -hmm. um, we, we talk about that and that makes sense to me about in terms of being on a journey and that when somebody are, whether it's using the, the feather, whether it's using the sweet grass, depending on which way you lay it down, whether whether you're being kept on that road going forth and on that spirit journey or whether you're being directed outside, and get off that road. 
So both of them have those teachings about that journey on that road. And so perhaps it's more about that journey and that we're off the course as opposed to being disconnected to spirit. Mm. Um, so I, I don't like, I don't have an answer. These are just things I'm putting out there for you to learn <laughs> to think about. On or on with. Just real bossy Cree woman. Come on, my yeah, we give us an answer. <laughs> you know how we are. <laughs> no, that's not good enough. Go back. <laughs> real thick nerve. No, Maya, try again. <laughs> That's that's why we that's what yeah. we do. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, yeah. So I I often wonder about maybe it's uh maybe our little ones are uh, either not moving forward on their journey on their road, and that's what they're and Well, that's what they're helpers. That's what we are helpers as well. Hmm. Uh, can help them do is to hmm. move forward on their journey. Hmm. Um, and. Uh, so maybe if we start looking at that, and it also makes sense about why people who don't understand the journey our people have been making and we're part of, because like uh, our our the whole teaching around uh, the mats win in terms of the belly buttons, mm -hmm. um, that we're we're just an extension of the journey our people have been on. And so when you take our little ones away, mm -hmm. it's taking them off that road and that that uh, if there's a disconnection it's it's uh it's that the the people and the others around our little ones that are taken away from our communities can't help them guide them on mm. that road in the same way as our own people can mm -hmm. so, yeah things to ponder yeah the good things to ponder <clears throat> Oh yeah, lots, lots, lots I, more to think about. I, isn't it true that every time you're done, you know, quote unquote, done, like a degree, it's like, wait, there's more, and you leave with more questions, which I think is 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 also a really beautiful thing, because the moment yes. we think we know everything is, yeah, yeah, you stop, you stop growing there. So. Yeah. We'll probably get taken to the other side. <laughs> well, we're not putting that in the universe. <laughs> so, so as we wrap, as we wrap up, um, is there any closing comments or anything that you would like to share with our listeners, Michael, um, tonight? Um, well, there's a there's a few things, so it's not going to be a short wrap up, unfortunately. No, that's, uh, that's okay. okay. Uh, one of the things I do want to emphasize is uh, how much deep respect I have for the two of you and mm. the work that you're doing. And uh, I think it's uh, really impactful in a very, uh, a really foundational kind of way. You're, it's, it's accessible. It's, uh, not, it's not all uh, built in, I'll say, steel and mortar. It's built, it's based upon very... Uh, earth-based kind of things mm -hmm. so as such we all have access to it and so i really appreciate the things that you're doing and do 
Um, so that's one thing I, I thank you from my heart to yours, Kananan uh, mm. uh The other piece I, I would want to say in terms of um, closing up is that it's, uh, I think we have so much to offer as Indigenous peoples, and we always had. Mm -hmm. And if there's anything that I, I'm reminded of every time I am able to engage with our own ways, is uh, how beautiful and amazing our people have been and still are. Like despite all the crap that has been placed and enforced upon us, it's absolutely amazing what we have to offer the world. And when I think about what has been here in on Turtle Island in all of the Americas, in terms of things like uh, the surgeries, the pharmaceuticals, uh, the uh, the structures, um, the aqueducts, the the foods. It's amazing what Indigenous peoples contributed to the world. Isn't recognized by most of the world, but mm -hmm. um, it's amazing what our people have had to offer. And it, it comes down to even in our practices around trying to support and help one another. We have beautiful things to offer, and there's a reason why our ceremonies, our practices are set up the way they are, is because they're based upon this long, long history of amazing contributions to the world that our peoples have made. And uh, so your podcast, your work, is, is a, a piece of that, is a reflection of that. So again, I thank you for that. <laughs> I, uh, I don't know what to say. <laughs> Dr. Michael Hart just saying that we come from the earth. <laughs> can we replay that part? Can you just say that can again? Can you say it one more time? <laughs> we have it recorded. Yeah, it's recorded. Hey, that's something I'll remember 10 years from now when I when I see you at ceremony. Hey, remember that time you told us that? Uh... No, but thank you. That's. That feels good. And and I think that it feels good because, and, and, I'll, and I'll say this, that one of the things that I know that Terry and I really want to, wanted to ensure is that our voices are here. Our voices are at this, are, are, we're reclaiming, taking back whatever language folks want to use, that, that this is our space. And this is how we've always <clears throat> learned yeah. and, and communicate this type of way. And, and I think that... Um, one of the things that we were really excited about is that we are talking to people who we've read the books, we've read the work. There's people who have paved the paved the way for us to come in and, and to do this work. And that our hope is, is that our kids, if they choose to be in social work or whatever they choose to do, um, and all of our collective children will have another, like this is just chapter books, right? This is just part of a story. And so, um, and so we thank you for, for paving the way for us and, and for doing the work because we know that at different times in our colonial history, it's been difficult mm -hmm. for people to do the work. And uh, because of work like yourself and, and some of the others that we've spoke to, our jobs aren't as hard. Um, and, and so we struggle, but they're not as hard. And, and so, and I, and I really believe that. And so I, I thank you and, and the, the others who have paved the way for us that we, our, our, our jobs are a little bit easier because of that. Well, the, you'll, you'll face a new set of challenges that weren't there when I was 
because we, we weren't that far along down the roads. But mm -hmm. your turn will come to open it up for others to stick to <laughs> Start hitting people, away. <laughs> Don't, <worry>. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry, they're coming. <laughs> Thanks, Michael. Whoever's <laughs> eyelashes are falling off. I know, off. my eyelashes are falling off here. Don't make me cry. <laughs> Um, but yes, thank you again, Michael. We appreciate you. And, uh, and uh, yeah, thank you very much. Two crees in a pod. Two crees in a pod. Natani means. Yeah. Let's go. They pushed us to this point, frustrations of a common man Manifest the destiny, preach and pledge the promised land I'm stuck between taking my journey, live with no honor Like what's the use of my kids, can't taste clean water A child born into a world, revolution's not a choice Fighting to be heard, so we make them hear our voice Remember ancestors, anguish, lightning in our veins Hear it in a language when they are kissing for the rain I am product of people that persevere, persecution Paint me so creator sees me if I go out shooting Experience our pain when our women disappear daily Anxious to be angry, pacifists might hate me Trolls on the internet constantly trying to bait me We move in silence, cover of the night Learning from the wolves in the forest Tracking enemies in the woods Reincarnations of warriors riding for salvation Or are we false prophets when we submit to temptation? Colonization is a hell of a drug We all seem to go crazy when we fall in love I said colonization is a hell of a drug We all seem to go crazy when we fall in love I said Two Crees in a Pod.